That should be the new NFL theme. That sounded like very stately. Carrie Underwood could never. Oh, God. She could, though. You know, An American really treasure, actually. You know, she, she could really, really do that. Hey, everybody. This is Under Further Review. That's the name of the show. I'm Kata. That's Mike Rose. That's what they call me. That's what they call you because it's your name. Among <laughs> other things. But the nicest, the, one of the more respectable options I get called is just that. <laughs> <laughs> deceased um we uh we it's been a really kind of rough week um in the sense of just emotions everywhere things are scattered the world is burning and um sports happened there was a world series there was some football none of that is anything that you guys haven't been hearing about the bachelorette burst into flames this week um but but you guys can hear about that in other places and we decided this week that maybe it would be a nice thing for us to not cover any of that is that like a fair assessment of the thought process behind this episode yeah because i think we decided that next week's episode is going to be very uh is pertinent the right word pertinent to the to the climate that will inevitably be next week sure um, you know we were we had that conversation of like do we like do something lighthearted next week or to like kind of like combat it but then we decided like why well it's just like well let's just get in it um we we decided that this week we just kind of wanted to have some fun and take a little bit of a, a breather i hope everybody is taking care of themselves and their own mental health these days um Things are really challenging out there and things like that. I think it's just as important for us to try to set an example of um, just taking care of our mental health. So we decided to invite our friend Mikey C back on this week. Um, and I say friend in like the most genuine of ways. I do this thing as a journalist. Um, Amanda Kristovich talked about this a few weeks ago where she says that she never uses sources that she has a personal relationship with like that are friends and I try really hard to set a line for my personal relationships with sources and with people that I'm interviewing um over which not to step in you know they can be as comfortable with me as they want and that's great but like I try not to give too much of myself back um, in order to keep the relationship professional with Mikey C that's just not possible <laughs> so we've become like really fast and really good friends um, and uh, and share in a lot of aspects of these, each other's lives pretty regularly now which is kind of strange because we've never even met in person but but we're friends now and um, and have you know there's there's a certain level of comfort with that relationship where I said, you know what, let's, um, let's have him on and let's just kind of be open and free with our hearts a little bit this week and, um, talk about love and relationships, because that's a lot of what Mikey C and I talk about in our independent conversations. So I figured maybe we could give you guys a little taste of that. Obviously, it goes without saying that none of us, Mikey C, me, or Mike Rose, are experts by any stretch of the imagination on <laughs> uh, romantic success. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm at like a five for five. My draft grade, impeccable. Oh my god. If if my dating life was a fantasy draft, I would um Yahoo Fantasy would have given me an F. That's fair. Look, I mean, if anything, if I got anything out of this conversation is that both of y'all are catches and every every single person should be lining up to date both of you. You guys gave some really great advice, but we put a call out on Twitter to email us, DM us, or if you know us personally, text us um, your questions about love, sex, and relationships and got a lot of responses. Mm -hmm. I was really, really impressed that you guys all wanted advice from the three of us clowns. Um, Hong Kong. Hong Kong, here we are. And we had a great conversation with Mikey. And sometimes it, there were times where it got a little bit serious and there were times that it was just really lighthearted and fun. If anything, if we succeeded at anything in this episode, it's maybe normalizing some of these conversations around kind of, um, I guess, I guess you would call them taboo subjects like dick pics and, um, and romance, like very personal romance. We tried and we had a lot of fun and there were a lot of great stories told. Mikey C dated a witch that's pretty much all you need to know to enjoy this podcast. Please uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Only review if, if you're going to give us a nice review, though, because, you know, it, sometimes like that it be. Um, <laughs> if you want to talk shit about me, you better do it to my face. Yeah, That's you better fucking say. email us. Email us at helloufr at gmail.com if you want to fucking talk shit. Uh, no, but actually, if you're upset about something that we said, um, do email us. Or if you have any suggestions for who to have on the podcast or just want to say hi or whatever, email us or slide into our DMs. Our handle is at UFRVODCAST with a V, U-F-R-V-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, that's where you can find us. We put a new episode out every week. The day varies because what is time? And um, and we're we're looking forward to next week. We're gonna have a really exciting guest on um, to talk from a little bit more of a political standpoint, actually. To preface a little more, I think I can imagine what the conversation is going to be a lot, just in case people need like a, a slight trigger warning. It's gonna be a lot about like the logistics of uh, voting laws for state. You know, like for example, some states allow you to count absentee ballots two weeks prior. Some make you start counting day of the election and how that's going to affect like when results come, how results might look um, and like the logistics behind those different state laws and the implications of them. So in no way is it meant to be um, politically biased in any way, although you obviously know us and know that we do have our um, opinions. Uh, th this conversation is really just meant for the logistics behind um, voting laws. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're just super interested, particularly in this strange election cycle about how things work. Like literally that's, that's the point is we wanna figure out how this is working because um, while I could be wrong and a few conversations that I've had with um, fellows of mine in the journalism community, even just today, um, I could be wrong, but I, I am under the impression that by this point, 
by the point that this podcast is released next week, we probably will not have a distinguishable um, decision. There might be a front runner and there might be, you know, we don't, but we don't know. I don't think we're going to know at this point next week. So I think it's an important conversation regardless. And mm-hmm. um, we're going to try to turn that joy, Mikey C. Um, and just um, so that it remains if you haven't already, get out and vote. Ideally, and, you get it right um, uh, when it is like things are, there's a big question mark. Yeah, um, and um, you don't have to have this. If, if this is helpful, probably. Actually, we have an ad for that, and that's going to come up right after this intro. Mm-hmm. If you have any questions on how to vote, your voting rights, uh, your specific state laws, um, hit us an email. If we don't know, we do know people who do. Hi, sweetheart. Hi. Hey, Mike. (laughs) What's up, man? God, my hair is still a mess. I'm telling you, like, Mike, it's it's a miracle that I put a bra on for this. Me too. Why you having a bad day too? No, no. It's just it's. I mean, I'm sure you're getting similar weather. I'm sure all three of us are getting similar weather. It's rainy. It's gross. It's just it's cozy weather. I don't want to. Do anything or wear a bra or put on makeup or anything well it's like a bra like that constricting and stuff no it's just like if i don't like if i'm not gonna see anybody like and the great thing i've really gotten into like novelty sweatshirts this season yeah, like like say? funny stuff I like this <laughs> but it's great because the only time i go outside is to walk my dog <laughs> and like i'm not gonna have like like nipples everywhere in this sweatshirt so I don't have to wear a bra like that's it's great I just thought maybe it was like similar to like a penis where like you kind of it's more comfortable to have it being supported a little bit sure sure and in some cases that's true yes um I uh I don't know unless you just got big giddies that are just there but I don't know yeah no I mean like I've I I do have big tits so it's like it's nice to like have them supported but sometimes it's just like i don't know i'm over it when i was like um when i was like a kid like i'm talking about like middle school um like you know when you grow up your 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 parents make you wear like the tidy whities you know you don't know anything when you're like a little kid mm-hmm. but then once you get older you want to you start realizing that there's style out there so like um at, at this time like boxers were like the in thing but I didn't like so I, I wanted to wear boxers but I didn't like the the lack of support that boxers had so I used to wear tidy whities with boxers over <laughs> like just to get the style points yeah I feel like boxers are like shorts and I feel like when I wear boxers it feels weird because then I feel like I'm wearing two pairs of pants and it's not great for me. It is kind of like wearing two pairs of pants. But I tell you, I did eventually get used to boxers. 
right around the time that boxer briefs became the thing. Mm. <laughs> and it's not like I could wear like boxers with boxer briefs over them. So I just had to freaking get used to boxer briefs. And now that's all I wear. So. But I tell you what, because, you know, because I go to the gym, if you haven't noticed, I still, I still, when I go into the locker room, shut up, Mike. <laughs> when I go into the locker room, you still see like old dudes wearing tidy whities Yeah, if you're going to be in public, like, I don't know, I just, I feel like there's a, a I mean, I guess confidence is key. I, I don't know. Oh, in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, not yes, like yes, in, in the, the locker room routine. I was just like, it. I understand. I was concerned about your gym for a second. Trust me. Shit gets weird is- in Bristol, Connecticut. Let me fucking tell you. Yo, you guys need to tune in. I'm in so- tomorrow's gym selfie is going to be so obnoxious. Like, I honestly may just like I may just post a dick pic tomorrow. I really just want to be that annoying tomorrow. Oh man, well we're, t- we're going to talk about dick pics later, but I got to hear about your day first, man. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, it sounds like you had a really yeah. fucking rough day. So, I mean, you guys are my only friends right now in my life. No, that's not true. <laughs> well, I, it might be. We haven't heard him talk yet. Hold that's true. On. That's true. <laughs> we'll see. See, Caddis, he thinks like, oh, these things aren't true, but then you forget who you're talking to. Like the worst, like when you think, oh, the worst can't happen, the worst happens to me. But see, I sense these things, Mike. I have the best intuition when things are wrong. I told Kat, I said, I don't have a good intuition when things are going right, but I could sense when things are going wrong. But do you follow through with your intuition? Um, well, I mean, I follow through, like I didn't text her because I just knew that something was wrong. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so. Hold, hold the fuck up. You you knew something was wrong, and so you didn't text the person to clarify what might have been wrong, and to you, this definitively means you did follow through? Yeah, I know. I'm trying to just see the logic in that. <laughs> <laughs> Man. She's, she's thirsty, but she's playing you. I don't like it. I don't like that for you, Mikey. Yeah, it's already dating's already hard enough. Like I like getting out of the house and putting on a bra and having <laughs> to go meet a stranger. Those three steps are already exhausting, and then I have to like care. Well, I'm notoriously bad at meeting people. Like I, I'm not good at meeting new people, which is why I'm notoriously called out for recycling girlfriends and shit like that. I mean, but that's the team. I'm a different <laughs> thing is like, I really value the fact of like people that like get me and know me because I'm very aloof, you might say. I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, like when, when I go on and do, when I do like a first date, chicks don't, they're like, who the freak is this wacko? You know, I'm not a good first date person. Is anybody good at first dates? Birthdays are notoriously just the worst thing ever. Well, particularly when you're meeting them online, which right. is like all anyone who's dating right now has to all do. All you can do right now, right? Exactly. Like, it's, that's just a whole, you know, can of worms right there. Uh, Hello. Yeah. Well, should we, yeah, should we talk about these questions we got? 
Well, you want to talk about a happy, like the one good thing I got going on, I think I've figured out the beard dilemma. Okay, yes. Can, so I actually have a lot to say on this article that you sent me right before you logged on, but but let's start yeah. with your personal situation. What is the deal with the beard dye? What's going on? I think I figured out, and it's like such a trial and error thing. So what I have to do, I mean, for those who didn't know, like I was using this beard dye, but then it started like having an allergic reaction to it. And, and it sucks because I really was like seeing like positive, like uh, feedback from chicks with the beard, which is gonna tie into this uh, article that I sent you. But, um, so I started, I found like a little bit of a uh, band-aid. I found this little mascara, this temporary beard dye. It's like a mascara that would color your beard. But the problem is you try to kiss anyone or do anything, it's gonna rub off on you. So I had to figure out a solution with the beard dye. And this is what I discovered. I need to let my beard grow kind of long, right? Sure. But if you if I let my beard grow kind of long, like like um like at least like a full week, then dye it, then immediately trim it short. I don't have a reaction. Well, yeah, it, that makes a lot of sense because it's probably um it's probably doing something. Like, like when there's more hair there, it, it isn't as affecting your skin. I'm not I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the amount of dye that's on my face and I'm getting rid of a large amount of it. It's not perfect, but I could fill in the rest with like this little beard mascara thing. Wait, um, are you, when you shave, do you do a clean shave or is it still like you're using like a, a guard, like you leave a little bit? I'm using a guard okay. for the beard. Yeah, I mean, sometimes like if you it, you, it's good to take breaks from shaving because your skin can kind of like recover. That's probably yeah. a point, a good point too. Yeah, I have very sensitive skin. Like my pH levels have a clear difference between here, here, and here, here, and I have to be very conscious about how often I shave, or else I'll it'll my skin will just uh, revolt. So how often do you shave? Probably. Hmm? Uh, how often? Three days. Yeah. Can you grow a beard if you wanted to? Yeah. <laughs> um, define a beard. I have a really, I think I might be able to. I just hate it. Yeah. You actually, I would think you would look kind of cool with like a little five o'clock shadow look or something. I do well with the shadow. Like I've, I definitely sport that a lot and not for any reason particular other than I don't shower as often as I should. Um, <laughs> but like I do well with the shadow, but I can't say that like if I grow... I grew a full beard, I would like it. I just also don't like the way it makes my skin feel because my skin is so sensitive. It gets very like, ugh, and I, I right. hate it. And then I just go. Ugh. Yeah, when you're not used to having a beard and it gets to like a certain length, it definitely gets, I mean, without having any diet, it, it definitely gets itchy. You have to kind of get past that phase. No. Bro, it, <laughs> what is this face Mike's making? I won't do it. <laughs> It's my, my revolting face. Michael grew one in at the very, very beginning of this whole lockdown thing. It wasn't really a beard, but it was your mic. My mic. It's it, it's yeah, probably can... very similar to what you have. Like it didn't get much longer than that because he he and he it, that was on purpose. But he I liked the look. I thought it looked kind of like dangerous Disney villain. Right. Like like the guy from that. Yeah. That dangerous Mexican drug cartel guy from that movie I've watched. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mike doesn't look like a Mexican cartel guy. Um, he, yeah. he looks like a Disney villain um, because he's, <laughs> he has like, even though he's like 47, he has like this baby face. Um, but, yeah. but it was sexy and fun. And, and it was similar. Like he kind of wanted to see, he was testing himself for how long he could take it. Cause he's not used to it. And he lasted like a, a good couple of months before he was like, I just, I can't do it. It itches, oh, it hurts. Like I, I want it gone. Wow. But I'm surprised. Usually it doesn't even take that long before like you throw in the towel. Well, but that's, that's the key though, is that I liked it. And if I yeah. like it, then I'm more likely to sleep with him. But anyway, so I sent Kat this article because, uh, it's talk, it talks about, what was it, beard baiting that dudes are doing? Yes. And comparing, it basically says that a beard is uh, is comparable to a push-up bra on a woman. <laughs> so first off, this article is Australian, um, which I feel like is important to note because I think about um, just like the the cultural implications. Um, one One movie that comes to mind did you guys see australia the baz lerman movie oh with australia the del burzler movie no baz lerman with it's hugh jackman and nicole kidman no i didn't never heard of it. okay so hugh jackman is easily definitely 110 percent inarguably no matter what he is doing with his hair or his face or whatever one of the sexiest men alive right i think we can all, all agree right. on that sure sure so he's a little goofy but I mean, he's, he's okay. Anyways, he's, he's got this like beard thing. Cause he plays like a drover, like in the outback who like, like lassos, like cows and all this crazy shit. And it is the yeah. sexiest profession ever. And I think that like a cowboy. Yeah, exactly. Like an Australian cowboy, <laughs> but he, it, it, I think the profession correlates with the beard. So in a place like Australia where you get a lot of people who do a lot of work with their hands and like manual labor, uh, this is terrible. I'm just completely generalizing about Australia right now. I have no, I've never been and I have no idea what people out there do. But um, I guess my, my point is, is that there are certain places in the world that might be a little bit more receptive to facial hair personally. And I know this goes against the story I just told, but I, <laughs> I can't stand facial hair. I can't stand it. But five minutes ago, you were talking about how sexy your boyfriend looked with facial hair. Correct, correct. But that, okay, this, that beard, your beard, the, they're not beards. Like, like when I Dude. think of beard, I think like Jason Momoa's like head on somebody's face. All right, so that's true. You gotta really, yeah, the, the beard is really a broad term. It really is. Mm -hmm. I don't know I just I there's there's something so like it first off first off there's the consistency of the hair so like beard hair is like I cannot imagine what it is like to be a female to try and kiss a guy with a real beard like I mean I mean I know how thick and wiry this crap can get even just at my length so to be a female and kiss somebody with all these wiry little hairs and stuff like that going, oh, 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 oh. It's comparable to eating out an ungroomed vagina. 
Yeah. <laughs> like that's because that the hair really it's an accurate way of putting it's it. It's like wiry and it's gross and it's like probably a little bit more clean than we would give it credit for. But uh, if you if you search how many germs are in a beard, it's really not that. In fact, I would probably be stay, feel safer going down on a wiry vagina than a man's beard. I'd say from someone with him, I think I might be the most qualified to answer this. <laughs> oh, I okay. might be again if I get crossed one and more time. Have you kissed a man with a beard? Have you take? Have you <laughs> have you experienced both? Yes, and I'll say. Oh, and all right. Me, so you are the most qualified. And let me say something. I will be straight again if one of you boys cross me one more time. I'm close. <laughs> I've almost had it. And that being said. And you all know who you are. And I know I got a lot of boys listening to this because they know I talk a lot of shit. I got a lot of guilty men in my back pocket. That's very true. That is like 90% of our listeners are Mike's exes, but it's fine. (laughs) Interesting. I will say it sucks more to kiss a guy uh, with a beard than it is to eat out a girl with uh, ungroomed vagina. By a long shot, yeah. That's that on that. All right. Well, now that we've settled that. No, beards are beards are strange. Like a, the little like I don't know. We got If you do a Google search just because I've done this before. Do beards have germs? Do beards have Just do it you'll see it. It just pops up right away. Most beards have more germs in their hairs than dogs carry in their fur. Okay, but dogs are actually, and by the way, a, a picture of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine pops right the hell up too. Um, no, but but dogs actually, dogs clean themselves. Like dogs are actually pretty clean for- yeah, it, depends, it depends on the dog. Yeah, no, it's, I, I think we need a word, a new word for either the full ass beard that we're talking about or the beard that's like the one that you have, Mikey, because Agreed. there's they are not the same thing. They're they're not like I hear beard, and I'm like turned off and scared. Yeah, like run for the hills, scared. Like I'm not coming near your face. Um, I think that that kind of beard should have beard. I think my kind of beard should have a different connotation. All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna put a call out to our listeners to rename. What the... is scruff? That's the question. Okay, scruff is scruff. scruff is less than what Mikey has. Scruff well, is like I'm, it really is like a little less than what I have. It's like what you have after like three days of not showering. I feel like that's five o'clock shadow. Oh yeah. All right. Um. All right. It's what. <laughs> that's the thing. This is more than scruff or shadow. Mm-hmm. All right, we need a new name. Listeners, send in your options, please. We'll we will debate this again on another podcast. Oh, sure. What if it's called what if you call it maintained vagina? That's what you can call this beer. We we call the thing on your face a maintained vagina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my I grew God. a great maintained vagina this month. <laughs> you better act like a nicely maintained vagina too. And that means be nice to people, be courteous, uh, take other people's feelings into consideration. And don't be afraid to text them first sometimes. Yes, initiate. A well-groomed vagina would initiate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> All right, let's get to one of our first questions here. Uh, no, I'm scared. This one, um, so like 90% of these are anonymous, by the way. A lot of people really didn't want to come, come it's ahead. It's my exes. Hello, it literally is. No, but actually this is, this is a woman that I know. She wants to know why we are attracted to TV characters who resemble boys that were mean to us. I can answer that. I wish you gave an example. Uh, I can give you, I can give you the example. Give actually, an example. I, I know this person pretty well and I'm, I'm like 90% sure I know who she's talking about. Um, I don't know if the example will be useful to you, Mikey C, but correct me if I'm wrong. I'm assuming you have not watched the series Gossip Girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. She's watching Gossip Girl and one of these preppy asshole boys who like basically rapes like a bunch of girls at the school or whatever oh my. is like notoriously you can actually google the actor um the actor's name is ed westwick i think westwick. um i think that's his name he plays chuck bass on gossip girl and it's kind of weird looking but it's something about like the way that he moves and the way that he speaks it's like it is in a guy he is he is but it, he's like inherently sexual as a character and um, she is pained by the fact that she's attracted to him because he is much like a boy that was mean to her in high school. So it's a good, now, it's a good question. Yeah, but now, is it just this one example that she's having or is this something that happens all the, I feel like this is more just one example that she's run into. That's probably one example. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think if- Look at the well-maintained vagina he's got in this picture. Oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you look at that in the smolder too? He's like not really like staring into the camera. He's just giving that like, yeah, like you, there's like a glaze that. over his Um, I'm trying to think of like if I have any personal examples that I can relate to it. Um, maybe like I don't know because I tend to really like the nice guys on TV, like the the Jason Streets and the and the Pacey's and the... I feel like a lot of the girls that were mean to me growing up are all now fat and ugly. And so like, I feel like I've gotten my revenge already. By like, just doing better than they are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's hard, like, I, I, and that's another thing. Like, I don't, this is terrible. I don't really know if there were a lot of people who were very mean to me when I was in high school. I think I kind of lucked out with that. Um, Got any experiences, Mike? With mean men? You could go either way, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. I I would say that most men are shittier than women in a romantic concept, in a romantic context. Also, well, just to yes. challenge something we just said earlier, uh, you being uh, a larger and or fat does not make you not successful, just to correct ourselves there. All right, yeah, that's my fault. I, yeah, he's- um, but, or, or less attractive, just to, to correct ourselves. That's true. But- No, I said fat and ugly. Yeah, but they're, they don't need to go back to back. You can be fat and gorgeous. Yeah, well, then you'd be fat and gorgeous, but I, but I put them together as fat and ugly. They could be skinny and ugly too, but most of them are fat and ugly. Basically, what Mikey is saying is that he, he is neither of those things, and so he feels good about that. No, I'm not even comparing it to myself. <laughs> I could be skinny and ugly right now. 
and largely muscular and strong and ugly. <laughs> I have a terrible habit out of out of uh, being a. See, this is why I can't meet new people. <laughs> because you get yourself in trouble. Yeah, you nailed it, dude. <laughs> I, I feel like I always get myself into trouble dating men that aren't nice to me because it's much more interesting to me, and then I always regret it. But I always call it before it happens which is like my only redeeming quality is like, I'll start dating someone and go, they're going to be really mean to me. Anyway, here we go. Uh, and then we'll just kind of go through with it. And then at the end, I'll be like, shocked. I'll be like, I can't believe this happened. Well, that's, that's why the word choice here is really interesting because like, if, if someone is like mean to you and then you're like attracted to a character that resembles them on TV, like that's actually like kind of a psychological issue and you should probably see someone about that. But, but there's a, I think, I think I can relate more to the idea of you're attracted to someone who, even if they're nice to you is just kind of like an inherently terrible person. Like, I can't tell you how many guys I've dated where it's like, like, they're so nice to me. And so, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so much fun. Like, like, I want to see you, I want to hang out with you all the time. And they make you feel really good. But you also know that they're like a horrible person who the second they drop you back off at home on their date, like goes to the strip club and does a bunch of coke and then like stays out until four in the morning until they show up at your doorstep because they need some place to stay because their wife kicked them out. So um, <laughs> it, it's a, it's yeah, a hypothetical, <laughs> um, <laughs> totally hypothetical. Um, no, I, yeah, like there, there's like these anti, anti villains on TV that I think that like, there's something inherently sexy about, but in this particular case, maybe, um, I don't know how to advise on this, but I guess if I was like, maybe, maybe talk to someone about that. Maybe she should look up, I mean, as, as far as I think she should really look up the person who was mean to her that reminds her of this person find him on facebook or whatever i can explain it through a learning theory perspective since i train dogs for money and what i'll say is that ultimately the reason why humans tend to gravitate towards a more destructive outcome is because it's inherently avoidant behavior to the like antithetical outcome, which would be what? And I think ultimately, if you can pinpoint what you're avoiding by going towards a circumstance that is inevitably going to crumble, um, and you can kind of look at it through like a learning theory ABC perspective, because every behavior has an antecedent and every behavior also has a consequence. And so if you can kind of uh, uh, mitigate in your brain, like, okay, the behavior I'm exhibiting is, is created by this antecedent and is made to uh, last and exist more in the future based on these consequences what are like the positively reinforcing consequences that make you then do the behavior again because that's the question is like why do I keep why do people keep doing this to themselves and there has to be some sort of positively reinforcing aspect to it or else scientifically the behavior would not exist and there is also the concept of like every you know um and all well, what's it called? I remember it. Everybody hold. Nobody move. Neurons that uh, are uh, wired together fire what? together. I'm still. I lost him at the first. <laughs> yes, ready, I... ready, 
ready <laughs> neurons wire together fire today together so if you use a neuron like the neuron of self-destructive behavior over and over and over again it fires 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 and then it's really strong and your brain will always go back to that idea and that's that on that okay I, I lost you through most of that, but at the very yeah. end, I saw, I heard neurons that fire together or fire wire together, neurons. fire together. And I want that on a shirt for the next time I go out with my girls. These neurons are going out, ladies. <laughs> Stugatz tried to hook me up with a witch today. A literal witch. Yeah. Oh my God, wait, the, the, the one that he's had on before? Yep, we had her on the stupidity today. And uh, they made me do like a live smoke break with her and then come to find out this witch is single and they tried to like set me up with her. What defines her as a witch? And I do know the answer to this because I, I know people who define themselves as witches, but I want to hear what your she, definition she is. She believes that she is a, a witch. She believes she's, that. She believes in, she studies Wicca and is into, you know, the three rules and everything. And yeah, she's a straight up practicing witch. She rides brooms. Well, gosh, she doesn't ride brooms. Okay, no, wait, no. In the last, I'm telling, I listened to the Stewies. She said something about like the brooms. She. Oh, I don't know, maybe. I, I. They did, but no, she is a literal witch. Which, ironically, if I was to hook up with her, would be the second witch that I would have hooked up with. Believe it or not, I did date a witch before, and it was scary. Not scary. <laughs> Listen to this story. So I met this chick who was a witch, right? Tells me she's into Wicca and everything like that. I'm like, wow, it's crazy. Or it's cool or whatever like that. I mean, witches, I mean, good witches are really good people. They believe in the earth and all that stuff. They're, they're good people. But she did tell me, so I was like, oh, do you talk to spirits or anything? And she's like, well, yeah, I do help some spirits help cross over. And I'm like, really? And I'm like, wow. So um needless to say i go back to her place that night after this meeting her and uh stay over and i'm in bed and i hear like this sound coming from like outside of the room at like you know three in the morning or something like that and i'm like all right there's something outside the room and i'm like trying to wake her up and she is passed out like dead out i mean we were drinking and everything i could not wake this girl up for anything so i'm like just go to sleep go to sleep but this noise is just getting louder and louder and like i don't know if you've ever been like scared at night when you hear a noise it gets to a point where like you just get mad and you're like all right what the hell is this and like you have to like get up and like Go investigate. Like, what the going on? Yeah. So I get up out of bed and I go and I open the door and I see a child standing there in the hallway and I freak out. I don't know what, I can't remember exactly the scream that I gave out, but I was, I don't know if it was a female scream. I just remember freaking out and running back into bed and like grabbing her. And that like finally woke her up. And I was like, there is a child in the hallway. I'm like, go talk to it and get rid of it. <laughs> and she's like, that's my daughter. <laughs> and I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? She's like, yes, I have a daughter. And I'm like, this did not happen to come up in any of the conversation that we just had tonight. 
You didn't tell me that you have a daughter. I thought this was going to be such a great ghost story. I'm sitting here like on the edge of my seat. I met a witch and go back to her house and wake up at three in the morning and see a child in the hallway. That's the child's home. You're the guest. <laughs> I'm sure she was more scared to see you. Oh, she was more scared of me than I was of her, probably. I mean, she should be, but for <laughs> God's sake. Mikey, can I ask you how that relationship ended? It was, we actually, she was a really cool chick, actually. We dated for like a few months, but she, <laughs> she was deaf in one ear. And it was. <laughs> this is so bad. I'm so mad. I asked this. It was like you would think, like, all right, it's no big deal. But it was really like she didn't like. She tried to like live around it, like, and if you were on the wrong side of her and tried to say anything, or if she just didn't hear you, she would just like. She wouldn't say, "I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you." She would just like probably nod or whatever like that. So like literally half our conversations, she never heard. And it became so freaking weird and annoying that, like, I cannot have a real relationship like this. Like, where half of our conversations get lost. Maybe maybe that's why she didn't hear her child screaming in the middle of the night. She didn't hear me scream, probably. And probably I couldn't wake her up because I was on the deaf side. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the best story I think you've ever told on she this was, podcast. She was so nice. Like that morning she woke up and made me breakfast and she was really caring and a great girlfriend. But I cannot, can I have a normal relationship with her? I mean, she was a little witch. Oh my God. All right. Well, I don't know if we answered the, the original question. I'm so glad that I asked it because it led us here. <laughs> Mike gave more I than I answered the did. question, but y'all slept on it. But Mike did. Don't stop I hope I hope this person that I know is satisfied by by you know being compared to a dog but um it's fine <laughs> I still say she looks up the person that was mean to her on Facebook and odds are he's probably not doing that well he's probably ugly maybe fat and ugly even but and it'll make her feel better about the whole situation. I will tell you though, there is something. So I've been doing this thing. I, I started during, right when quarantine started. Um, Mikey, are you on Facebook? We're not Facebook friends, yeah, but. Right now you guys don't do Facebook. Yeah, right, you guys have Facebook too? Yeah, we're on Facebook, but, but I go through my Facebook. So every day you get that notification for like your friend's birthdays, like so-and-so and so-and-so -so have birthdays today. So this is actually, this is probably one of the more savage uh, hobbies I've picked up. But every morning when I get that notification, I go to see whose birthdays it is. And if it is someone who I don't know anymore or who I never really knew, but I added back when it was cool to have like a lot of friends on Facebook or um, I, or someone who like isn't a friend anymore or someone who doesn't believe in like basic human rights for all human beings um I unfriend them so I and and I'll tell you like there are times when I like find myself in a conundrum because I'm like wow I am not friends with this person I never really was they just probably like maybe it was someone who like dated an ex of mine and so I like had to like be nice to them because we all dated within the same friend group in high school but um like, I don't really know this person anymore. I don't like this person. I never really did, but we're friends on Facebook. But I, 
they're doing like so poorly or like my definition of poorly, for example, would be, you know, I'm 25 and they're 25 and they have like four kids and are divorced twice. And that, that to me is like not doing well. And part of me is like, wow, I should really unfriend this person. The other part of me is like, actually, I think I'm going to keep them on because it makes me feel a lot better about myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. There's a lot of merit to what you're saying. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. These are, you guys- I think that's all Facebook is good for, really, is to, like, check on your exes to, like, make yourself feel better about yourself. That's that's valid and fair. Yeah. Um, uh, another question, why don't you hit us with? Sure. Um, how do you know you love someone? Uh Go ahead, Mike. What neurons fire for this? Okay, so what? Now we're all interested in the neurons that wire together, be firing together? Yes. <laughs> you know you love somebody. Um, that's a hot question. I don't know. Oh, you know what? Actually, this is a good question because I find that I don't make a big deal out of telling people I love them or not. And I was talking to my ex about this, actually, and I was like, I never understood the like novelty of selling someone you're dating that you love them. And I was like, I better love you if I'm spending all this time with you. (laughs) Like that's kind of the way I look at it. Like I don't look at it as this like big, like transitional thing that happens. I'm just like, if I'm spending all that time with you, I better fucking adore you. I could be at home with my dog. I, I have a simpler way of testing it usually. And that's if I would take a bullet for this person or or save them over myself that's like my test where I love them. <laughs> I mean so wait so this is all under the assumption that we have all been in love before which is I think true but I think like there's a long long time <laughs> <laughs> there's a story Mikey, there. you have something you like to say <laughs> mm-hmm. no, it's been a long time I think there's this weird culture thing like and I'm guilty of this too like I I don't find this I don't think I open up to people super easy but once you're in you're in and I'm the kind of person who like if I'm getting off the phone with you I'm like okay bye I love you like I say it very casually um and I think that there's a lot of people out there who don't do that and are like who consider the phrase like I love you like to be very sacred but how you know you love someone like I I don't know if it has to be that like life or death situation like I can love someone and like That's not want to like jump you know like like I, I can love someone and and still push them off the plane before I jump really oh. I think so <laughs> you well, think so I think it depends on the situation so. like you're right I guess, all right, so that maybe just works for me then. I guess you could love somebody and not want to die for them. I mean, you know, that's, I think, a, the best case scenario. But but I think, like, I think it can be as simple as a test of, like, would you rather be spending time with them or would you rather be alone? But you throw love out there willy-nilly, oh, it sounds maybe. like. like I it's, do. I don't know if... You, Mike, uh, Ma- it. Mike definitely does. I, I wouldn't say that I, like, wear my heart on my sleeve, but, like... I think if I'm like sitting alone and I'm like constantly wishing I was like with a person, then that probably means that I love them. 
And I, well, th I think I... you have to know them to a certain degree too. Like, it's not like, oh, like I'm sitting on my couch and I like. There's a person that I really wish I was with, but does that mean I love them? They might. Uh, okay, let's move on to another question. <laughs> well, I have I have a last point to put here. Is like at least for me, I like am probably definitively introverted at this point in my life. Like I don't like like if you gave me the choice between going out to a bar and staying in, I'll pick staying in ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Um, and I find that if I can't sit in a room with you and feel as like energized as I would by sitting by myself because since I'm very introverted like I get a lot of energy by being alone um if I don't get the same feeling by sitting with you if, if I feel exhausted by your presence whether you're doing nothing at all um in a romantic sense if we're like making love a sacred thing I would say that's like a big criteria for me if that's helpful sure that makes sense. I had a girlfriend oh, who used to, because I, she would say, I love you a lot more than I would. And when we used to go out like clubbing, because she was a cool club chick, and we would be at the club and she would say, if you, she would say, tell me you love me. And I'd be like, eh. and the so then she'd be like, yeah, but we weren't at that stage yet, Mike. But at then the she would... I would never ask anyone to say I love you at a club. Like you're drunk or high on Molly or something. No, but <laughs> if she... then, anyways, the point is, she would a lot of times say, "If you say I love you, I will." Can you swear on this podcast? Yes, yes, <laughs> Mike. You're the most frequent guest we have ever had in the history of this podcast. <laughs> yes, Twice? we can swear. <laughs> Yes, you're, well, this is your third time, but yes, you can swear. She would say, I will fuck the shit out of you if you say I love you. And oh, that used to be so hot. And in that moment, I think I would love her. So <laughs> wait, I, I, can we segue to a sex-based question? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. There this has is, to be one. Yes, this is a great time to do that. Let's do it, please. Wait, no, I don't have one. I was just asking. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes. I was like, y'all looking at me like I don't have the questions. Yeah. Um. All right. Here's. Here's okay. This was one. Um. It's kind of sex based, but but a little bit different. Um. This girl wants to know what she should do about a guy that she really does like who won't stop sending her dick pics. <laughs> that's really hard but she really does like him huh that's 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 the thing it's really difficult because here's first of all i feel like if you're the kind of guy who sends dick pics you're probably not just sending them to one person mm -hmm. do you know what i mean hmm. like you've got something to show off and you're gonna like like spread that around and so like it, it i kind of feel bad for this girl but like also there's beyond that like uh, i can't confirm that i don't know i don't send dick pics around also okay. let me let me just say from from my perspective for anyone that needs to hear this like a dick pic if you're still thinking that your dick is worth sending around in a bunch of pictures it's disgusting it's <laughs> terrible they're gross 
and nobody right. cares. It's like talking about your fantasy lineup on a podcast. No one gives a shit. Exactly. <laughs> no, and you know what? Mikey Mikey and I were talking about this last week. Like, yeah, no nobody wants nobody wants to see it. It's not a pleasant thing to look at. Neither is a vagina. Yeah. They're just not things that are it, If they were fun to look at, they wouldn't be hidden all day in public and illegal because they're upsetting and if it's really that impressive and you're gonna text me a dick pic then you know i'm gonna send it to a bunch of people yeah it's really just novel like a trading card at that point you didn't gain anything other than your lack of privacy yeah if it's if it's really like it's gotta be i'm we're talking like like it's gotta be like museum kind of shit but not like it's not going to impress me. Like, oh, I, I'm like more interested in you. I'm just going to think it's fascinating. Yeah. But I feel bad for this person because I mean, this poor girl genuinely likes this guy, and he's, I mean, whether we're right or wrong about like our theory on dick pics, he's sending her these dick pics. Yeah, and and I wish I had more information about whether or not they were like prompted in like the sense that maybe she's sending him pics too or. Which I would assume yeah, she's not if she has an thing. issue with, if she has an issue with the dick pics and I'm assuming she's probably not sending like, you know, tits or whatever. I mean, I would think that she is, I don't know, she's probably beating around the bush saying like, oh yeah, that's nice, I don't need it. I mean, she must have, I, I, if, if she hasn't said something, you gotta kind of say something. Like, um, I don't know. I don't need as many dick pics as you're sending me. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's difficult too, though. Like, I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I'm thinking about like, all right, there's that girl who's sending me booty pics, like in, you see one and you see them all kind of, really? That's true. All right. Wait, can we, can we like lightly mention this? So, so yeah. Mike, Mike, uh, Mikey sent me a screenshot of a girl on Instagram who he's like talked to who like. Instagram is like beautifully curated. Like it looks like one of those like museum Instagrams, but every like third picture is like a close up of her ass. It, it's like clad in like yoga pants, like, but it's, it's a, it's a booty pick. And it's like, it's, I mean, one of them like might be considered hot to a guy, but like all at, like if you scroll, like they, it all starts to look this, all the pictures look the same. They all kind of look the same. Exactly. After one. Which is why I think I, I said it to you, like, all right, if, if she sent me that pic once, it's hot. But the fact that she's putting multiple ones, or if you're getting sent multiple dick pics, it does become, like, a bit of a, a turnoff. Right. I don't know what the poor solution would be for this girl, though. Yeah, because, like, I feel like... Besides being so blunt and saying, stop. But I feel like if she does that, then she, like, damages his ego, which, like, yeah. maybe he needs, but... I guess it really just kind of depends on how much you like the guy. Um, well, maybe you got to take it. <clears throat> if you like the guy, you got to take it with dick pics and all, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Maybe, maybe like, I also, I don't know if this girl slept with the guy or whatever, but maybe after that happens or is happening on a regular basis, it'll like slow down. I don't know. Maybe send like, send like a, for every time he sends you a dick pic, send like a dirty asshole pic back or something what to piss him off. Asshole. Maybe that'll get him to stop. But it's really just a matter of like priorities, I think, in, in that context. It's like, you know what? If you're like interested in like 
kind of getting to know this person and vibing with this person and this person just sends you dick pics out of literally nowhere it sounds like or at least not reasonably prompted and by reasonably prompted I mean you're sexting and someone asks asks for it and it you could probably make an assumption that's not true here and so if that's the case it's like this dude is probably way below your IQ standards yeah the whole dick pic thing is so weird. So it just seems like, I mean, I don't know because I'm a guy, but it seems like there's guys who dick pic and there's guys who don't really send dick pics. And uh, you, it really seems like there's different classifications of dudes out there. Yeah. Mike, is that is true? Like there's some guys who like to send dick pics, some guys who don't send dick pics. Yeah. Some guys maybe will send you one dick pic. I don't know. It's pretty obvious. Um, it, you're right. It's, it's like, it flip flops like pretty aggressively. There's no, there's not a whole lot of it. No, do laugh. It's it. Yeah, it's pretty dramatic. It's either you're like really about it or you're not. It's like it's either you're like fucking a stranger every day or you're not sending a single dick pic. I feel like there's no middle ground. Totally, I I agree with that. I think like like there are. I I think that even I'd go to the extreme of like there are guys that I've talked to where it's like. I could go so far as to ask for one and they're probably not going to send one. Like maybe like if it's like a long distance thing or whatever. Um, but then there are the guys who will do it literally unsolicited, which I can't even tell you like the sheer amount of dick pics. Like it's, I don't, why? Like why? Why? I, no, I, I didn't ask for it. We're not even taught like, that that's the other thing that's the other crazy thing that happens like with dick pics particularly I don't know as a woman I can tell you as a woman and and a woman in a relationship by the way I can't even fucking tell you how many times I'm not even having a conversation with a person and someone will just slide into my dms with a dick pic (laughs) like I no no there if you're actually trying to get my attention i wish they could put out like all right biden trump whoever wins i'm you guys biden whoever wins presidency please first line of business make a law that you can only send a dick pic if it's requested i think there (laughs) technically is a law probably kind of yeah now that i think about it you it's it's considered sexual harassment that's that is true (laughs) um so point (laughs) i mean like if you really wanted to like square up someone could send you a dick pic and you could send and you can serve them and be like so i'm taking you to court um (laughs) for this horrible experience you've just put me through oh my god i should start doing that i also need to start invoicing my exes um just for wasted time I feel like dick pics are more prevalent in the gay community. Is that correct? Mm, well, I guess I, I'm not. I don't. Uh, maybe. Uh, Kata, wait. We have to like deliberate here. So, like, no, I don't think so. Now that I think about it, I think straight men think they are some sort of special and love to send that thing around. Gays do it, but they do it in a way because there's like there is like a fair culture behind it that does like kind of support the reasoning. Um, I think straight, like I there, women hate dick pics and straight men just seem to not care. <laughs> Cause I watch Stern or watch Stern. I listen to Stern all the time. And there's 
this guy Chris on the show who's gay and he's constantly talking about dick pics. That's only the reason why I felt like that was correct. I mean, I I can definitely understand like some logic behind that, but I think I I I think got, there's something if you're in a gay relationship, sorry to interrupt. Now you've got two you've got two opportunities you've got double of sending the dicks. a dick pic. <laughs> yeah, you got a double dick. Yeah, you've got double the dicks. To so the odds are twice as are double. That's true, and I guess I guess then like the best thing we can do is open the conversation up to just like sending like nudes or like dirty photos or whatever in general. And in which case, like, you know, it, it, that can go either way. I feel like that's not like a strictly like I don't feel like heterosexuality takes the cake or you know whatever. But I I think there is like this this toxic masculinity that is surrounding people who send dick pics and I don't know because like what are you like it's like you have something to prove like you feel like you have something to prove if you're if you're doing that right or you're looking you're seeking you're actively seeking like validation of I some sort you're trying to turn on I mean I'd like to think like the reason why I would send a dick pic is to kind of turn on the person I would think and make them a little hot and attracted more. If the conversation, if you were sexting somebody, so mm -hmm. that was the topic of conversation, then I could see someone sending a dick pic as long as like you were like reading the sexting well and you were like going well, you know, you were respecting the storyline. Um, then I would see that. But when people just send it out of nowhere, it's like, yeah. So now I'm going to sue you because <laughs> you just ruined my whole day based on your little upsetting worm flesh thing that hangs off you. And then it's like the audacity to think that that's something I wanted to see. I will gladly spend more time than I ought to letting you know why I, why I didn't need it. And if I can... Mm. I always just wonder, like, what do you, particularly in that situation where it's unsolicited, like, what do you expect the response to be? Like, oh, baby, that's hot. Like, I'm at work <laughs> and I'm like busy. I've got stuff to do. Like, that's not the response that I would think you want. But. Well, no, exactly. But like, what do you, what do you expect? Like, I almost feel like that's where, you know, <laughs> in my whole women are the superior sex argument comes in we're gonna have to bring on somebody who is pro dick pic to get like the other side of this like whereas like me receiving like a dick pic in the middle of the day i'm like fuck no i feel like i feel like if a woman were to send like a hot nude or something to a guy it's different in in the way that it is valued and appreciated but also, you know, again, these are all personal choices. And I think that I, I, I think that there's something to be said for, you know, it's nice to be confident enough in yourself and your worth to send something like that to someone that you care about and trust enough with material like that. At the same time, like 90% of the time, I feel like those kinds of people are seeking, seeking like validation. So I guess, like, I don't, I don't really know what to tell our friend here, but I, I know what to tell them. Let me get myself situated. Um, if they can't woo you in a 
texting conversation the, the the glory of the little flesh thing down there is like a bonus and a nice surprise at best at so you're best. thinking that she should start kind of thinking differently and enjoy the dick pic no i think she i think it's he's showing his lack of a like uh, respect and interest in her but b uh he's not really like making a good case for himself to being an interesting person like right. clearly don't have a whole lot going on if you just like have nothing to say so you send a picture of that <laughs> like if you can't even come up with a sentence that is possibly more um just more palatable than that i already oh, that hate you like i already <laughs> despise you um, if I could just send a dick pic every time I just can't think of something else to say, oh, that'd be great. You'd be in jail. <laughs> I would be. Wait, Mikey, while we're, before we move on, while we're talking about uh, dick pics, um, can you tell the story about the one time that you sent a dick pic? Oh, so I did, I met a girl, I think online or something like that. We had like a date. I didn't think I was interested in the girl, but the girl was definitely more interested in me. So she was texting me and texting me and she became like an annoying texter. And I was at a party with my friends and I was telling them like, oh, I met this girl and she's texting the shit out of me now. And I don't know how to get rid of her. So one of my friends, my gay friend Giovanni actually said, we'll send her a dick pic. And I said, I'm not gonna Giovanni. send her a dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm like, ah, I don't know. How is that going to, whatever? He's like, oh, it'll probably freak her out and she'll stop texting you. And I'm like, well, I don't have a dick pic to send her. And he goes, well, I have one. I'll send her mine. <laughs> so Giovanni sends me his dick, which is a nice pierced dick too. <laughs> and I send it to her. And it just was like, it didn't happen. It was barely a speed bump. All she did was say, well, that's nice. <laughs> or she's like, oh, that's nice. And just kept texting away like it didn't even happen. She needs to raise her standards. She's better than that. <laughs> she, she deserves better. She, she deserves does. better than that. But that response, though, the, person. <laughs> the response was like, so, like, that's probably what, what, like, oh. What this okay. girl is doing, maybe? <laughs> God, I, I, I don't know what she's doing. I don't know this person, actually, but, um. Uh, this question is and with all that said too, stay tuned for my dick pic tomorrow from the gym. Hey. I'm sending one. <laughs> this is a promo. This whole episode is a promo for Mikey C's dick pic. <laughs> It'll be the picture I use on a social. <laughs> <laughs> Your avatar. Who is this? Um, this is someone that you interacted with on Twitter, Mikey. The E O M P the the E O P M G. I don't know. What was his question? Um, he had two. One of them was invite advice on planning the perfect first date. Um, mm. which I think. Oh, is he the DTR guy? Uh, yes, yes, same guy, same guy, yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's easy. Just find something that you have in common and do it, and don't go to a movie because you're sitting next to each other. You can't even look at each other, and uh you can't talk so literally anything but going to a movie is a perfect first date well it's tough these days but because yeah 
Though I guess you could still kind of go out for drinks now. It's opened enough. So I think things are going to close up again soon. You guys have heard that yeah. too, right? Yep. The mm-hmm. surge is coming, they're saying. Well, with the holidays too. I mean, everybody traveling, yeah. like it's it's inevitable. Uh, We're screwed. Totally. Oh, this Justin Turner thing. I just found out about that today. I can't believe this thing. You guys heard about that? Of course, yeah. Oh. Yeah. If, if We stand no chance. What are they going to even do, though? Like, they're not going to spend, whatever. Um, sorry, that's a stupid question. Of course. I'd, uh, I'd, I'd rather deal with this, when should I DTR, which Mike Rose and I both had to Google what DTR was. I had no idea. Define the relationship. We agree that it's define the relationship, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah right yes and i i know you got mad i responded but i in my dating history have never dtr it's always been the female i mean i don't even like i guess it like that that would imply some context of like you know maybe you were friends before maybe you're just like hanging out and then you start like hooking up or whatever i just i feel like I don't know. Maybe this is like super cynical and and a stupid response, but like I wouldn't DTR until someone has an issue with their not being a label. I have a I have a um an a complicated response to this as I can uh, more than <laughs> I'm not talking about the the wire firing I promise. Okay. Um and what I'll say is like I'm the type of person where if I'm even slightly confused about what's happening, I will ask immediately. Cause I've watched me do it a lot. <laughs> if I'm like seeing somebody, I'm not saying like we need to like put a label. It's not about labeling. It's about being clear and like transparent. And so if I find that the expectations or the criteria, if you will, or the rules, however you wanna put it, of the relationship are unclear either to me or the other person is unclear, I have to bring it up immediately. Um, Whether it affects me negatively or them negatively or positively, I don't really care, but I do not do well in circumstances where I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm happy if I feel like both parties are very much so clear that we're just kind of sussing things out, that's fine. But the second it feels like I'm unclear about the expectations or the other person's unclear, I have to mention it point blank aggressively immediately (laughs) i mean that's probably the most honest approach i get nervous i just get worried kata's watched me do it and it's it's quite aggressive (laughs) but i mean is that a definite because for me in every relationship i had the only i don't know if you call it a label but the only thing that i've ever cared about is when you reach the point where you're monogamous which is like and i've i've kind of had this i mean most most girls i've dated will say at first even usually before me but if not i will say like all right if we're sleeping together i you know kind of want it to be that you're not sleeping with anyone else sure and as once that's defined, I could go years without any other label than that. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's like a. And I have. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's also in the interest. Like that's that's absolutely fair in the sense of like, 
I mean, even just from like a public health perspective, for God's sake, like, you don't want to like, if you're with someone and you want to be with them for an extended period of time and they're like having sex with other people and you have to like go get tested every five fucking minutes, like that's shit. Yeah. So to answer his question, I feel like once you sleep with the person, if you expect that you're going to sleep with them again, then I think you should have that talk where like, all right, are we exclusive? Man, you know, have that conversation. And then, like I said, then, or at least for me, from the guy side, I, then. You have sex with them once and then, and then you ask if you're, is that, that's your rule? Let me, I'm just clarifying because I'm trying to figure out how much of a hoe I am. Well, if you have sex with them once and you assume that you're going to have sex with them, maybe the second time you have sex with them. Wow. The second that it really? looks like maybe there's like a sexual pattern. Right. I see that. I can see that. There's too much shit going around. You got to be careful. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's, it's like a it's just like a public health thing. Yeah. Also, like you know, we're all adults here. Like, it's not like we're like doing the college thing where like we were all going around and sleeping with a bunch of people. Not that I did that. Um, <laughs> do you have time for one more, Mikey? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me pick a really good one. Da, da, da. I have another cigarette. Good. Um, ooh, all right. I give you guys 90 minutes today. That's pretty, that's, this is my record. I don't think that's true. Your first interview that you did with just me, I'm pretty sure we talked for like two and a half hours, but that's fine. Really? I thought that was only like a half hour. Wow. That's a, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. This is like more happy hour than it is like recording. A yeah. I, know, this is kind of like, I, I wish. If I had friends, I'd like to do a happy hour type thing. Well, that's what we're here for. I've been drinking for the last hour and a half. Um, you know. Um, all right, let's let's end on a nice light note. Uh, this is from. It's been very heavy. It has. and relationships. It has. A lot of these people have questions that they think we're qualified to answer. Feelings are, are very difficult. Yeah. Feelings are heavy. <laughs> or your feelings should be yeah. heavy. All right, well, this guy here, this friend of ours here, um, he is a 45-year-old man who has twins, I guess, who were born in the last year or so. Um, None of us have kids, so we are totally qualified for this. Exactly. I have a dog. He says that, okay, these are his words. Traditionally, for gifts, my wife and I give each other experiences. We believe in traveling and sharing in memories together as the best present. With our twins now, I don't know what to do. Her birthday is next month. We can't go anywhere. What should I get my wife for my birthday or for her birthday? Um, it's a night. Nice, I like the idea. First off, that's a beautiful sentiment. Like I know, right? He taught us something. I think that's yeah. like so nice. Like I, like I would much rather like go on a even if it's like down the road to like the B and B or whatever. Like that sounds such like such a nice way to celebrate the way that you love each other. Um, that's how you know you love someone. Bam, he answered it. Yeah, that's all, folks. Huh. When you give them experiences. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it, <laughs> if it's such a gift to you that you don't have to give somebody or get something like a physical, like like a physically lasting thing, but rather like the memory of it is is uh, more valuable to you. Um, I, mean, I can see that when material becomes more irrelevant 
uh, emotion. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I can buy myself whatever the fuck I want. Like, it's you know, I'd sure. I'd rather share something like meaningful with someone. That's beautiful, but that that is difficult, and it's not even like really traveling is even safe right now, anyways. So this is probably going to be a an issue with or without having new kids, plural. Um, and, and like, do you want to have a babysitter? Like uh, that's all personal preference as far as COVID is concerned right now. But I'm wondering if there's like an experience that we can recommend that's easy to do. Like maybe. I have an idea. Oh, I have, go. Okay. Let's hear yours first. Okay. Um, I'm big on, you can get like a projector online for like 25 Ooh, this is, I think I'm on the same page. Mm-hmm. Get okay. a projector. Staycation. Get like, get like one of these. They're not that expensive. Um, one of these meaning a like a like a backdrop if you want um well I was saying you could do is you could like find like somewhere like depending on where you live like you could go to like like the top of like like a hill like that overlooks like your town a lot of places have like it's getting cold though wow I don't know if you could do it outside well yeah well, maybe I, if I they're down like, south maybe if they're somewhere warm. if they're down south okay All or right. you could just set up so like you know you put the seats down in your car and you open up the back trunk if you have that kind of car and set up mm-hmm. like a projector or something outside in a nice area maybe out in the woods and they like, have a movie night mm-hmm. um there's some flexibility there and you some are going champagne. somewhere I was going to say put together like a, a like a movie or a picture thing or whatever of all these experiences that you've had oh. and make that into like a romantic thing that you would watch on like the projector and like oh yeah that's when we went to the Grand Canyon and oh that's when Nathaniel was born. And there's a funny version of this if they're like they like gags um you could like sit in front put of a dick pic in it. Yes. <laughs> Sneak one in. Not the dick bag. What if you like sat in front of your TV and you like made like this curated video of like we actually like went to Bora Bora and like just like a like a flyover of Bora. Oh, Bora. like Photoshop. You, yeah, something? and you have like your kids like spraying like like mist like as if like the ocean. It's like a 4D experience, but a really cheap version of it. Oh, that's so cute. Really that's what I would do yeah I'm really good at photoshopping like I would have like all the experiences that you've done and then kind of photoshop some things that you maybe will do in the future like this is you know maybe next year we'll go to like you said Bora Bora and have like you guys in front of you know the Leaning Tower of Pisa make her like things. get dressed you know, for it Bora Bora. like like in like summer wear it would be really funny that's this I want to date both of you right now that is the sweetest thing my best idea was probably no one wants to date us and okay. I'm the only person who's seen most of these two. Like, I couldn't think of anything. My best idea was like, um, like, like what my parents are doing. My parents have a, a cruise. It's not really a cruise cruise. It's more like a riverboat. There's like 14 people on it in France planned for April. And they figure they probably won't be able to go. I think France is like locking everything down again. But, um, but and they'll push it back another year if that's the case but like plan something for the future that's like really elegant and then do like a nice like dinner and like like turn the house into a restaurant kind of thing like the romance is definitely important the romantic factor is like vital particularly when you have new kids like the that's the fastest thing that will kill romance is like having babies around Right, which is another thing too cuz they just said they have twins. So if you're doing this romantic thing, do you get a sitter or do you just take your chances and put a cartoon on and hope that they sit there and watch while you're having this romantic thing or yeah. do you include them with it? 
I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's definitely all these situations are super personal and I have like a million follow-up questions, but those are both really great answers. You guys, you did great with that one. Um, you make good boyfriends. Yeah. That's we true. would, wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey Mikey, I don't want to keep you, but, um, but thanks. Yeah. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah. We figured this would be nice and lighthearted before election week. We don't want to talk about sports and politics and all that crap. Just some fun. Yeah, we'll talk about dick pics instead. Exactly. Exactly. So much less stressful. (laughs) So much better. (laughs) Well, I hope, I thank you guys for doing this. Like I said, I needed it tonight. So, uh, always a pleasure. All right, guys. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you both soon, I hope. Yep, get some rest. All right. All right, thanks, guys. Love you, bye. Bye.